0: Hello everyone, this is Ananta, Um, it's a typical monsoon day today and amidst this beautiful monsoon rains, I thought I'll reflect upon something which I've been reading for the last few days. Uh, The topic is Mahavakyas. Uh, Simply said, Mahavakyas are great statements from Upanishad and there are four of them. Uh, While there are schools which say that there are many of them, but we will stick to those four main Mahavakyas. Uh, this is my attempt to understand and interpret what that it means uh, and this is my beginning journey and I am sure there is lot more nuances, lot more depth that I need to discover on this. So which are those four Mahavakyas? The first one is called as Prajnam Brahma and this is from the Rig Veda. The second one is Tattvamasi. The third one being I am Atma Brahma and the fourth one which is said to be the most deeper and the profound one, which is Aham Brahmasmi. Let's briefly touch upon what each one of them actually means. Pragnam Brahma. Pragnam Brahma is called as, also known as a Nirdesha Vakya. And this is from the Rig Veda. What essentially it means? It means that the consciousness is what Brahman is. Consciousness is what begets Brahma. And this is something that is kind of seen as an axiom and not something that can be contested in a certain way but let's build on this once a seeker understands pragyam brahma then the next great truth is revealed which is called as i am atma brahma which is called as an anusandana vakya from atharva veda and this is more of reflective in nature we move from an axiom to more a reflective nature that is pragnam brahma is an axiom Whereas, I am Atma Brahma is more reflective in nature. And that is where the, the role of Guru comes in. You need to have a Guru, somebody who can open these doors for you. Once you build on I am Atma Brahma, you understand that Brahman, but that my soul is the Brahman that I am looking for. And that is where the Upadesha Vakya comes, which is the third Mahavakya. Tattva Masi. And this is from Samaveda, And... This is where the pupil and the preceptor come together and they understand this great insight that Thou art you, Tattva masi, And the spiritual journey continues. And it is said that the final phase of it, which is the Anubhava Vakya from Ejurveda, Aham Brahmasmi, which is where you understand that me, I, the self is what Brahma or Brahman and that comes through experience through listening, through logic, and moreover, a faith in teacher, and this being an Anubhavakya, is the one that you realize for yourself. There's nothing else that can replace it. And that's my take on all those four Mahavakyas. And to touch upon a brief history around this, these four Mahavakyas are also the harbingers of the four Mathas that Shankara in the sixth century uh, initiated and interestingly each of those muds in Dwaraka in Kedarnath in, in Sringeri uh, and Puri have carries this name. Thank you. Good evening everyone. Today I will narrate the story of Raja Janak and Ashtavaka. Raja Janak was king of Mithila, he was Mithila Naresh and he was a very learned man and along with his wisdom, he was a great spiritual person as well. Of course, a lot of you would know that he was the father of Sita and he was also well known for his justice and the way he led his country. One day after finishing his regular king duties, Radha Janak retired to his bed and when he retired to his bed, he slept. After a while, a couple of his sentries or guards knocked his door and said, King, there are enemies at our borders and they are going to attack us. Raja Janak quickly swung into action. He wore his crown, collected his arms and weapons and collected his army and proceeded towards the border. The battle was grim, but the enemy was much more stronger than he had anticipated. And unfortunately for Raja Janak, he lost the battle. When he lost the battle, he also understood that the enemy had now proceeded to his palace and there was no way he could go back to his palace. Without a palace, without an army and badly bruised, Janak decided to walk and cross the borders and meet up with other friendly kings so that he could reconvene, regroup and fight another battle. So Janak, in the mid of night, started walking. It was a long, arduous journey. He walked and walked and crossed the border. While he was walking he was thinking, few hours back I was a king who was sleeping on the bed with all the comforts and look where I am, I am now nobody. And he crossed the border with, with lot of anguish and agony. As he walked the dawn was almost about to be set and he was hungry and thirsty, nowhere to go. In a distance he saw a monastery where arms or big were there, were collecting their mourning arms and he stood in that line and everybody was being served some morsel of food, which was gruel. When his turn came, there was nothing left, but seeing the King Raja Raja Janak's pitiful state, the person scrapped the bottom of the pan and gave him something to eat. Taking this little morsel of food, Raja Janak went to a tree and sat. Before he could eat, a kite or an eagle maybe, it swung towards him and toppled that bowl. And the entire food work got mixed with the uh, dust. Raja Janak's pot of anguish overflowed. He fell on the ground and started crying. That, alas, what has come be, be upon me? At this moment, he woke up. Raja Janak understood that all that he saw was a dream. But then he paused. He asked, is this the dream? Or that is the truth? Or is that the dream? Or this is the truth? kya ye sacche? Kya wo sach hai? Raja Janak was very confused. He had no answers. When suddenly he started walking out of the chamber, a couple of sent- uh, guards came and asked him, How are you Rajan? He asked the same question. Kya ye sach hai? Ki wo sach hai? Is this the truth? Or that is the truth? The guards were all confused. They brought some more elder and senior people to talk to him. The same question was repeated. And eventually his ministers also came. His queens came. His... Uh, hermits and pundits came but all could see only those questions and then nobody had an answer. Incidentally Ashtavakra who was a great saint Ashtavakra was known as a great scholar and philosopher and there is something called as Ashtavakra Gita also written by him which we will talk about some other day. Ashtavakra the name was because he had eight deformities at different parts of his body. He was passing along that country land and all these people who were very worried about Raja's stay, state, came towards Ashtavakar and said, why don't you come down to and meet this Raja and help him address the issue that he is facing. Ashtavakar agreed and decided upon towards the palace. Then he went to the palace. He saw Raja Janak sitting there. And here story takes a little detour. I will not go into that part of the story. Uh, then Raja Janak repeated the same question to him. Ki kya wo sach hai, ki ye sach hai? Is that the truth or this is the truth? At that time, Ashtabh asked a simple question Hey king Do you know that you were in that dream? He said yes Did you see the enemy? He said yes Did you fight the battle? He said yes Did you lose the battle? He said yes Did you cross the border? He said yes Did you take that morsel of food? Yes Did you see the eagle coming down? He said yes Do you see yourself now? He said yes Do you see the palace here? He said yes Did you see me? Yes Do you see this entire grandeur? He said yes then he stopped. He said that Rajan or king neither that is the truth nor this is the truth. Raja Janak was shocked. He paused again. He said that neither that is the truth nor this is the truth. Then what is the truth? Ashtavakra smiled and said that Hey Janak, you are the truth. While this looks like a simple story, there is a profound truth in it ties back to the beautiful story of Atman and Brahman. The way that there is a waking state and a sleep state. In a waking state, we see certain part of the world. In the sleep state, we see something which is a dream. Incidentally, our mind or consciousness is there in both of them. Both of them might not, are not the truth. But what is the truth is that permeating consciousness that pervades both the living state, the sleeping state, the state beyond that. What a wonderful way to say this beautiful truth in the form of a story. Some other day I will talk about Ashtavakra's another story which is very more interesting. But thank you for your patience. Bye. Good afternoon everyone. A few days back I had touched upon this concept of Pragnam Brahma. Uh, when I said Pragnim Brahma it was the mere understanding of Pragnim, which is consciousness and one of the thoughts that came to me was how can we understand and appreciate this consciousness and i'll narrate a very interesting story which i read and also i heard from one of the sages and the story goes like this there was a friend and uh, he had another friend who was a bit of a skeptic and uh, he always challenged the this friend who was trying to go towards the path of spirituality so one day both of them got together and they went and watched a movie uh, in a in a theatre hall which apparently seems very difficult in these days but at that time they watched a movie together in a theatre hall and the movie was being played and as the movie was going and the movie incidentally was Mahabharata it was the, the 18 day war and the war had prolonged and that scene was being played out in that movie hall. And the the spiritual friend, who was a seeker, turned to this other one and said that, can you see Brahman here? Uh, He said that, um, where is Brahman? And uh, he said that, can you see that Brahman, this story is being played out? Oh, yes, yes, I can see there's a chariot there. Is that the Brahman? No, 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 look beyond it. And he said that, oh, okay, there I can see a flag. Is that the Brahman? He said, no, 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 look beyond it. And then he said that uh, there's a soldier who is fighting. Is he the Brahman? No, 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 he's not the Brahman. Look beyond it. And then he looked at the mountain and said, yes, that's the Brahman? No, 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 no. He, He did not agree to that. And then the spiritual seeker turned towards him and said that, ignore the movie and think what is behind it. And that point, it struck upon him that it was the screen on which the movie being played was the Brahman. Till you switch off that movie, this Brahman or that screen will never be visible to you. So it is very apparent that the movie has to be taken out of the context to see the screen behind that movie. And that is a very interesting concept that I want to give it to you in saying that. Good evening friends. Uh, Today I will reflect upon or narrate a story uh, which I read a few days back. And incidentally, I also heard this story being narrated by one of the sages uh, in in a blog series. I don't remember exactly the blog. Uh, And this particular story uh, finds mention in the Bradaranyaka Upanishad. And it's a very interesting story. And the story that I say, it has been adapted to a certain extent. The story goes something like this. There was a seeker uh, who wanted to achieve spiritual enlightenment and he met up a teacher who was very sagely and very wise and who had done a lot of sadhana in his life um, and uh, during their course and uh, understanding this uh, this particular seeker had struggle in understanding what brahman is so he was struggling in the first step of understanding what brahman is which is the pragnam brahma piece of it now the teacher tried his best to make him understand uh, but uh, the teacher was not we was not able to make headway in this regard so one day it somehow happened that both of them decided to watch a movie together which is very interesting so both of them went to a movie theater a traditional movie theater which had a large screen and a movie was being played and the movie that was being played was Mahabharata and they started watching the movie and uh, the movie was running its course and uh, the 18 day battle had prolonged uh, and um, the war was on and at that time uh, the teacher uh, turned to his pupil and said that can you see the Brahman here? Uh, he said where is that Brahman? He said that uh, can you see that screen and uh, interestingly uh, the student had never watched a movie before and he was trying to understand what that screen was so he said that yes is that the chariot the screen? He said no 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 look beyond that. Uh, He said, yes, I can see a flag. Is that the Brahman? He said, no, 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 look beyond that. And then he said that uh, he could see two soldiers fighting and he said that, are these the Brahman? He said, no, 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 look beyond. Then he looked beyond and he saw the mountains and he said, "Uh, is this the Brahman? Uh, He said, no, 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 no. And at that time, the movie ended and then he could see the screen. Uh, The teacher turned back and smiled at him and said that, do you understand where the trouble is? The screen is the consciousness over which the movie which we call as life is being played. And this movie of life has various elements to it. It has many essence of it and that keeps us engaged and amidst all these distractions and all these events that are happening, we forget the actual screen on which the movie is being played. With that, uh, the pupil of course was set out in the path of spiritual journey and uh, eventually become a great sadhaka. Thank you. बताएँ सब विसर्गारा मार भुला रहे हैं कि बार। बार में जब हमका कि जब फेक को तो निकाल के लाएं बहन बक आपन को बाक। बाक। आप बड़ी आप बताओ हम, का करी। हम का